0: Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Holly. And we're a married couple living in small town, Iowa. If this is your first time listening, the name of this podcast, Inside the Cup, comes from Matthew 23, 26, where Jesus explains that if we want our behavior and actions to be good and right, we must first clean the inside of the cup or change what's inside of us.
1: So how in the world can we change what's inside of us? Come join us as we approach this deep question in a down-to-earth conversation about how we can actually change for the good. Welcome back to Inside the Cup Podcast. This is Episode 17 of Season 1, How to Love Your Neighbor as Yourself. Last week, we talked about the will— and how that works with our ideas and images. And that's how we get things into our bodies that form our habits. This week, we're talking about the bad habits that have been placed inside our bodies.
0: We've mentioned before that it's a good thing that our body runs off of habits. I mean, our ability to drive downtown or to walk down the stairs or to do a lot of really good things and helpful things, we run off habits But now it's not always good. There's bad habits that we have stored up in our bodies, too, and we end up doing wrong or harmful behaviors habitually without thinking it.
1: And sometimes those habits aren't a fault of our own. Sometimes there's something else that was done to you or taught to you that had formed you.
0: Yeah, some of these will be from our own bad decisions or choices that we've made. We've stored up bad habits in our body. Some will be, like you said, something that somebody else has done to us or some kind of traumatic or bad event that's happened in our past. There's a lot of different factors that play into these harmful or unhelpful habits that we have in our body now.
1: Yeah, so some are outside of your control and some are within your control that you've chosen.
0: Well, and regardless of that, the reality is that we all have bad habits in our body that we have to deal with now in in some way or another, and we're going to be talking about that today, because really some of the good news uh, of this discipleship to Jesus is there's a real way out of these bad habits through discipleship, and we'll get into that today.
1: So, we both have bad habits, right? You have some bad habits, Mike.
0: I have plenty of bad habits, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so let's take a personal example. So a personal example for me, I struggle with criticism, with being critical towards others. And this is something that I didn't even realize I did until, I don't know, probably well into my 20s or early 30s that I realized I tend to be overly critical of other people. They're not you know it's not like I just do it to other people. I do it to myself too you know when you have a critical spirit like that you're you're kind of your own harshest critic at times too, but then I hold other people to these high standards or unrealistic standards that I hold myself to so this is an example of a habit that I have it's inside my body it's for the most part subconscious. I don't even think about it. I don't even want it to be there at this point, but it is it's a part of me and it's inside my body. So how did this get here? Really a complex arrangement of, you know, the environment I grew up in, previous experiences throughout my life, my insecurities about myself, various different factors have all played into this habit that I have within my body now of being overly critical. I realize now that I do it, I don't want to do that. I don't I don't want to be like that. I see the negative effects that... Saying a critical word to somebody has on them, you know, it brings somebody else down. It makes them feel bad, and, and I, I want to stop it, but I can't. I, I realize that I just keep doing, it even though I don't want to do it anymore. So this is a just a clear example of a bad habit, something that we can have stored up inside of our body, in the negative sense,
1: and something you want to not have, and you want to change.
0: So now the Bible refers to this issue of sin, and we're going to take some time to separate the term sin from sins.
1: So, sin as in s i n versus s i n s.
0: Sins, s i n s, is what we typically think about when we hear the word sin. In religious circles, we think of. Wrong behaviors or bad behaviors, things like cheating or lying or stealing. These are individual sins.
1: So, what is sin without the S?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so sin is something that exists in our bodies. Like we've been talking about, these habits, Uh, it's ready to go, it's often subconscious, and just waiting for the idea to be triggered to produce the relatively automatic behavior or action. So, sin is actually a deeper issue than the individual sins that we commit, because it comes from a deeper part of our person. It comes from our heart.
1: Yeah, Jesus talked about sin being a matter of
0: our heart. Yeah, in Mark chapter 7, verses 21 to 22, Jesus says, "...for it's from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly." Jesus is saying these are a matter of the heart.
1: So let's think about this from our discussion previously about the heart.
0: Yeah, we've been talking about the heart and how it works, so perfect time to pick this up. So if sin, like Jesus says, is a matter of our heart, it's coming from that part of our person, let's think about that in terms of the heart that we've been discussing.
1: So there's various wrong or harmful actions that are coming from our heart Or places where we have placed our mind that have now become habits over time, that are out of our conscious
0: control. Yeah, our heart's function, remember, as the will, is to choose which thoughts we allow into our mind. So now what Jesus is getting at here is when we choose or allow these evil or harmful thoughts to occupy our mind, that's a matter of our heart. And what that's doing is creating these habits, these habitual behaviors in our body that get housed within our body, and that's the sin that lies within our bodies.
1: In Romans seven twenty three, where it says, The sin which is within my members, members. That means body.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so the King James Version. Paul says, the sin which is within my members. And that's what he's getting at. That's what Paul's getting at here is this sin. He's aware this is something that resides within his body. It's inside of him. Yeah,
1: Paul says in Romans 7, 18 through 20, I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it.
0: And so Paul was aware of this phenomenon. It's The sin within our bodies is driving our behavior more than we would like to admit it is.
1: So let's talk about some practical examples of that.
0: Yeah, so the sin within my members or the sin in my body, examples of that could be getting angry and losing your temper. Uh, You know, you might find yourself yelling at your kids or yelling at your spouse, and you you don't want to do it. You might regret it or feel bad afterwards, but you keep doing it.
1: Moms never do that. (laughs) (laughs) moms never get impatient and frustrated when their kids aren't listening to them
0: or the example i brought up earlier personally with my criticism i don't want to criticize and bring other people down and make them feel bad about themselves but i do it not even realize that that's what i'm doing when i'm doing it and then i tell myself i don't want to be like that i want to stop doing that but it's not that easy i keep criticizing others even after i've made the resolve to change and not do that anymore It's the sin within my members. It's inside of me.
1: So we're down to the level of the habits that are just stored within our body that just naturally produce an action whether we want to want it to or not.
0: Another good example of this, we see this all the time, is if there's some kind of public figure that has a moral fall or failure for everybody to see. So you think of your leaders or celebrities, and somebody has a a big moral failure, and it's all over the news, and unfortunately for them, everybody witnesses this up front and center.
1: Yeah, and then they say, oh, I messed up, that was so out of character.
0: That's an attempt to try to explain it away because it's uncomfortable, So, you'll say something like, oh, I just messed up, or, you know, whoops, I totally slipped, or...
1: When actually, it was their character, but you don't want to have to admit that.
0: Well, definitely not publicly, right? You've got all eyes on you. The last thing you want to come out and do is admit that, well, that is my character, unfortunately. I had that within my body, and that's why it happened.
1: Because character is what you do without actually thinking about it. It's what's automatic...
0: Yeah, it has this automatic or habitual quality to it, and when the circumstances are right, it produces the action. That's how a character works.
1: Or sometimes it's explained by circumstances. I was stressed out, or I had this going on. I was sleep deprived, or you know, I was put in a very vulnerable place, or I was under the influence.
0: Yeah, that's why I messed up and did this. But, you know, all those things may have played into it. You know, the stress probably didn't help, or maybe that provided the opportunity, but what's not being addressed is the ability to do that behavior, whatever it is that caused the moral fall or failure, was inside the person's body, ready to go once the circumstances were right. That sin, without the S, within your members— just waiting for the right time, the right opportunity to come out. It's there all along.
1: What the leader or celebrity can't admit publicly is they've been struggling for a long time. The behavior over several years of their life, they've started looking at something inappropriate, and that seemed to be relatively harmless at the time, but it progressed, and they entertained more thoughts And then they engaged in some other behavior. And finally, that led to the full-blown thing that's on the news.
0: Yeah, it's an escalating set of behaviors. And then you play this out over 10, 15 years of your life. And what you've effectively done is you've used your heart or your will to choose specific thoughts that have influenced your actions or behaviors. And now you've used your heart to put something negative into your body, to put sin within your members that's ready to go. And once the opportunity's right, it's been there all along, it comes out. So where's the hope? There's good news. There's hope for us as disciples of Jesus that the Holy Spirit can free us or liberate us from this sin that lives within our members.
1: So it's the work of the Holy Spirit to help in removing the sin that is inside of our bodies.
0: Yeah, over time, the Spirit will guide us so we stop automatically doing the wrong or harmful behaviors, but then there's also the aspect that that work of the Spirit frees us up to do what we really want to do.
1: Addressing what's inside of us, inside of our bodies, in discipleship to Jesus.
0: Next week, we'll talk about spiritual maturity, where the solution or the way out of this sin that lives in our bodies is actually to submit our will to God and to the Holy Spirit's work, and it's to that surrendered will that the Spirit can bring a new power and direction, not just removing bad things that exist from our bodies, but also putting in new good things inside of our bodies.
1: Thanks for joining us at Inside the Cup Podcast.
0: Make sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive new episodes automatically. Check out our website. At insidethecup.com and follow our social media pages on Twitter at Inside the Cup Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Inside the Cup Podcast.